this podcast is almost a mini crash course into some deep structures of human development. And this will also color in the lines and the picture of why human beings do strange things and how we can get beyond this. It's so strange. For the most intelligent creature on this planet, we're actually quite ignorant and immature and very primitive. And I mean all of us, even the highly evolved ones. You'll see what I mean. This is Breakthrough Radio. And for this story, we're going to start at World 6 and work our way down. And World 6 is a we world. It's an us world. It's not a me world. It's not get for self. This is for we. This is for us. And they're all about relationships and they're all about building connections. And inside World 6, it's very much about who you know. You know, who's my connection? And this is where politics comes online. And in general terms, and I am being general, generally speaking, these are politicians. These are the guys which are running the country. This is government. And what World Sixes do is they band together. They leverage their connections. And they leverage their connections to rise up the totem pole. And it's not just the totem pole of you know, business and success. It's not about just rising to the level of, let's say, president or, or rising to the level of mayor or whatever it is. And World Six uses this within a family structure also. They rise to the level where they are the ones connecting the group together. And they build everything for comfort. They think they're also building the comfort for everyone. <laughs> However, the, the sixes drive is not necessary for everyone's comfort because what generally happens is they generally build their own comfort. However, they think that they're building comfort for everyone. Oftentimes, it's the very strength which becomes the detriment. And addressing everyone's feelings, that's their strength. The thing is, this becomes a detriment when you're running a country. This becomes a detriment when you need to get things done. When you're a healthy six, in other words, you are a mature and well-developed six, this really works well for you. However, if you're a deficient six, an unhealthy six, an undeveloped six, this becomes your detriment. Because all that there is is talking. There's no action. There's no implementation. And then when the six looks down at these levels, they reach down and they look at everyone as less. They look at everyone as lower than them. When the six looks at the five, they just see greed. They just see people exploiting the planet and just taking for their own needs. They're not wrong. <laughs> a deficient five doesn't necessarily do the planet any good at all. In fact, a deficient five or an unhealthy five, I mean, they really know how to destroy something. And of course, they'll always do it under the cloak of progress. You know, they're willing to cut down an entire rainforest because they're just going to say, well, they need the land, they need the space, they need to develop. You know, people need houses. So a deficient five can really, really do damage. And when the sixes see a four, they just see the rules are too rigid. And the cause and effect or the scientific model, well, that might apply. They use the computers and they use the smartphones, but it's got no feeling in it. It's way too rational for them. It's way too binary for them. There's no feeling in it. So they struggle to relate to a four. They like keeping the fours around because, you know, someone's got to do the accounting, someone's got to do the boring jobs, and someone's got to check the rules. But they're not necessarily going to nurture that. Now, when a six sees a three, they essentially just see someone who's misguided. The three just needs someone to stroke their hair, you know, because they're just completely misunderstood. And this is not serving the six well. And what you get at this point is you get world four and five sandwiched between world six and world three. And this is where the problem starts. When the six looks at a two... Again, they kind of see their family. However, the World 6 definitely has a massive opinion about World 2 and definitely about World 1 because they really struggle to see someone at that survival level. They struggle to see someone in that state because it's how they feel. Once again, a good thing. The other side of it is look at what it does to them. Look at their drive. They skip over the 5, the 4, the 3 and the 2 and they reach into the 1. 
but they don't take all those walls with them because the prime space that the six is coming out of is feeling. When we use feelings for feelings, it's a fantastic thing to do because we're relating to the very thing which we need to relate to. And when we are using thinking for thinking, that's the same thing. We are using the same tool for the same job. But when we use the wrong thing for the wrong job, or when we're using things which aren't built for those things, this is where it's a problem. I'll give you a quick example. Have you ever seen someone walk on their hands? I've seen it for real, and I've seen it on videos. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't walk on our hands, and it doesn't mean that we can't, let's say, run on our hands. But our hands are not made for running. Our hands are not made for walking. Our arms and our hands are made for grasping things. Our legs are made for running. So can we use these other tools to do the job? In a way, yes, but it's not necessarily made for that. And when we are trying to use feelings for rational thinking, there's a breakdown. There's a breakdown in communication. There's a breakdown in the bridge. And if communication is the strength of a world six, however they are trying to rationalize, they are trying to reason with their feelings, that bridge collapses. That's not something that the bridge is built for. That's not what bridges are made out of. Bridges are not made out of candy floss and sugar sticks. Bridges are made out of stone and steel. That's what keeps a bridge up. I mean, if I said to you that a bridge is made out of candy floss and sugar sticks, you'd look at me and say, no, that doesn't make sense. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. And this is another component or another puzzle piece to this puzzle which we are trying to solve. And in the purity of the world six, sixes do not like authority. Unless an authority figure can gain acceptance from the group, and they only gain acceptance from a six once they are following the six's norms. And what this basically means is that the authority figure needs to just conform to their ideals, to their thoughts, their actions, otherwise they are completely rejected. In fact, they're not even only rejected, they are shunned. They are just pushed out completely. Because they are not interested in content, they are interested in feelings. And especially the way they learn. They don't learn through the content of what they're learning, they learn from the feeling of what they're learning. So whatever experience they're going through, if they feel good, then in their mind, then this is good learning. If they don't feel good, they don't like it, they outright reject it because it didn't make them feel good. And keep in mind, as we go higher up in the scale, as we enter new worlds, we enter new complexity. World 6 is a very complex world and a lot of the stuff sounds like they're contradictory or they almost sound like they're bipolar or even schizophrenic. And in a way, some of them are. So a lot of sixes listening to this at this stage might become very annoyed and very irritated about this. And remember, we are giving context to where we're going. So this is filling in all the gaps. And generally what the six will hear, they're not going to hear all the benefits. They're not going to hear all the good things about them. They're just completely going to focus in what they would perceive as negative. Because what it does is it gets them to feel stuff. So the negativity is going to spike in them. They're going to feel indignant and they're going to feel self-righteous. And what they'll start doing is this will become their next topic of argument. And they're going to zoom in on that, zone in on that, and that's all that's going to come out of it. So if you are a six listening to this, please keep this in mind and please listen for the other sides of it. And yes, we also look at the flip side of a six, the detriments. Because all of these worlds have both. They both have a benefit and they both have a detriment. This is why we develop into those next worlds. And the world six emerges out of a world five. For them to enter into world six, they realize that money and possessions doesn't necessarily buy happiness. And happiness is the thing that they're after. That's what they're chasing. So they want to leave the world of five behind and they want to move into world six where everyone needs to be happy. And according to a six, the only happiness is the bonds we have, the bonds we have between each other. For the world six, there's a renewed energy for community. And they become very sensitive to the gaps that we have, the gaps between the haves and the have-nots. 
and they feel that this is where most of the disparity is coming from. And a very important change happens at this stage. And if I speak as if I'm a six, we will move out of thinking and we move into feeling. Because according to us, it's the thinking which has gotten us into this problem. It's the thinking which has created greed. So we need to move back into feeling. And world six is just completely run on feeling. But this is not the same kind of feeling which we had in the lower levels. This is not the same feeling as a three. This is a much more refined kind of feeling. Because it's not the feeling of just pleasure pain or just moving directly to pleasure, just getting for now. It's a refinement of this. It's about fulfillment. It's a feeling of fulfillment. And this is why in world six, feeling takes precedence over thinking. Because this is all about sharing and caring. This is a high level of empathy. This is taking empathy to a much higher level. You know, you can really feel someone else's pain. We really get where they're coming from. But it's empathy. The world six uses the empathy to experience the pain of the other levels or the other worlds, but they realize that there's pain to do without. From their perspective, we don't need to feel this pain anymore. We can go beyond it because we're living in a society now. We're living in a world of abundance. We're living in a world of plenty. But the six forgets where the abundance came from. The six forgets what their world is built on because they've left thinking behind. Because the way that they look at it, for as long as we are in our heads, we can't feel the other person. We're only thinking about things and we live in the inner world of feelings. And for a six, when they walk around, all they see is pain. They see people in pain, people who are in need, people who are in distress. They see the people who are part of a community who need relief. And within this world, we can see the benefit of this. We can see the benefit of how this builds better relationships. Six is a wonderful place to be in, especially in the purity of it. And here's the thing. If the entire planet lived in world six, this is a great place to be. It's a great place to come from. It's a great place to live because everyone is concerned with everyone else. Everyone is sharing. Everyone is caring. The one thing we're definitely lacking in this world currently is enough caring for each other. And the bigger question on top of this statement is do we care enough to do what needs to be done? So in the perfect ideal world, if the entire world, if the entire planet was living in this phase or in this stage and living in this world, this would be fantastic. And there'd be a lot less war. There'd be a lot more peace. However, the six doesn't realize that it lives on a planet which is filled with multiple worlds and multiple perspectives and not everyone sees it the same way. And this hurts their feelings. So the world six moves into a community and it's a community of caring and sharing. And it becomes a closed group. World six isn't necessarily an open group. This isn't one to be reasoned with or negotiated with or, or spoken to because the only way that you can actually get into this group is if you conform to this group. And if you don't conform to this or you don't see it their way, you are rejected. And even if you can hear my language, I'm using the word we. So we've left the me behind, getting for self. Now it becomes sacrificing for me now and we sacrifice again for the group. It's very similar to world two, but in a much more refined way. At World 2, you sacrifice for the tribe and for tradition and for the past and for history. World 6 is about distributing, sacrificing what we have now for the needs of the people. And the 6 really champions collaboration and cooperation and teamwork. And they have a massive reaction to competition. None of this nasty competition stuff. Don't bring competition near a 6. They don't like it. They don't want it because competition is bad. It doesn't make them feel good. And especially if they're not able to win the competition, they're definitely not going to like it either. So coming out of this feeling again, they don't like competition. And remember, competition is part of the lower worlds. So they see the other worlds in a very different way. And any world which has competition in it, 
or any kind of progression in it or something about moving forward, the World 6 wants to reject it because they don't think it makes anyone feel good. And if you're pretty sharp, you can already see the politics starting to emerge in this group. You can see the, the network or the framework of politics which World 6 naturally goes into, especially in the modern day society. This wasn't possible, let's call it 2,000 years ago. The closest that we got to politics at that stage was World 4, where rules and that sort of thing came online. And they had the structures of the Catholic Church. That's the closest we came to politics at that stage. Now we're living in a different world. We're living in a different time. And the Sixers feel that they are totally justified for coming from this position because they really think that they're on top of the totem pole. They really think that they're on top of the pile. They think they are the most superior. Because remember, they feel superior. None of this thinking nonsense. That thinking doesn't get you anywhere. It does nothing for the six. It does nothing for the world. I mean, just take a look. All the thinking, all the rules, all the things like science, they totally ignore the idea that science has brought us technology, that science has brought us progression. They totally ignore that. What they do is they, have, they ignore the benefit and they zoom into the detriment. All that they see is greed and destruction, how we've destroyed the planet, how modern society is making a mess of things, and it's all about equality. Everyone is equal. And from the point of the six, they look at it and say, well, we've got enough for everyone. Everyone can have. And what they want to do is distribute everything. And anyone who doesn't have this perspective is greedy. They're a greedy bastard and they must be knocked down. And they must be punished. Because from their perspective, if you take anything for yourself and keep it for yourself, that's greed. And especially if other people need what you have, that's wrong. That's unacceptable. And they see any idea opposing this idea as a complete lack of empathy, especially when they believe that other people need what you have. And the way they want to achieve this is through feelings. Because remember, ideas separate us. Living in the head separates us. It's feelings which bind us. It's feelings which bond us. It's living through the heart, not the head. It's the heart which bonds us, binds us, and brings us together. Any kind of reason or any kind of rationale and especially the reason or rationale which pushes against their feelings or leans to where someone will get and someone won't get, that's going to push the six's buttons all day long. So the goal of six is to find peace of mind through the experience of living as one. And for the sixes out there, this just sounds wonderful. It sounds perfect. And it really is. It's actually a fantastic ideal. It's a fantastic vision. If we lived in an ideal six world, and what the six does is they start building networks for social support. They reach out with networks. These are the ones who are connected. They build networks through their connections and they make connections to build networks. This is very much that state where it's not what you know, this is who you know. And if you know someone in the middle of the supply chain, well then you have access to them and if that's a six, that person is going to take the supply chain and they will direct whatever runs through the supply chain back out. So having a connection to those kinds of people or to key individuals, this is very important for the six, especially as we go up in a level and especially as we enter into government. And it's also at this level where they see distribution as coming from a very central place. It's not about having decentralized distribution. It's about having centralized distribution. We actually saw this in lockdown five. When we had lockdown five and there needed to be distribution of food, the independents couldn't distribute their own food. They couldn't use their own supply chains. They couldn't use their own suppliers. Everyone had to stop doing it the way that they had been doing it for years, for decades, and then suddenly they had to send all of their resources, their stock, to a central distribution unit so that that could be distributed and it needed to be distributed evenly. And that's exactly the thing. The, the six lives in a very ideal world. In an ideal world, this is a wonderful idea. In an ideal world, 
it works. We don't live in an ideal world, and this is where it breaks down. And because the six ignores history, they're not looking for a then and there solution. They're looking for a here and now solution. So they don't look at a pattern. They don't look at a, at a vector. They don't look at a trajectory. They just look at what is happening now, and they want to solve it out of their perspective. And for them, a time perspective almost becomes irrelevant because they're living in the fantasy. They're living in the ideal. You know, we don't need food in three weeks' time. We need food today. We need food now. But they say, oh, but we can't send it to you now because it hasn't been sent to the centralized distribution unit, and we can't send it out until it's been sent there. So, yeah, their time perspective on need is very protracted because everything is contextual. Because this is all about we. It's not about me. It's not about my needs. It's about all of our needs. What about us? It's all about we. What, is, what, are, what are our needs? What is everyone else's needs? And what we need is we need consensus. We need agreement. We need, we need to make sure that everyone is feeling okay about what we are doing. But what they see is they only see the people around them because that's the only ones that they see. And as long as everyone around them is happy, that is what drives them. But what they don't see are the needs of the people which they don't see. So they're not actually on the ground. They're not out there seeing that people need their assistance right now. They're only dealing with what's right in front of them. And if you just skip through the world, at world four, we're looking for the truth, whatever that is. We, we, we have the cause and effect model. We look at how things work. World four is about power and control. World five is about accomplishment and achievement. At world five, we are looking for the best solution, not just how things work. We want to know what the best solution is. It's progress. And at world six, we want consensus on the solution. In other words, it's back to the group again. And world six is about affiliation. Who is affiliated to who? Who's connected to whom? And that's why for the six, no more thinking in absolutes. Ideas separate us and feelings bring us together. Because this gives them a sense of belonging. It gives all of us a sense of belonging. We want to belong to a group. It's part of a human need. And relationships and feelings are the key. So the six will always act out of collective pressure. And they act out of consensus. Now you've got to ask yourself a simple question. What does it take to get consensus? What does it take to get agreement? It takes talking. It takes negotiation. It takes sitting in a circle and addressing each one's feelings. If you really want to see this in action, just go and take a look at the videos of Parliament. Just take a look at how those discussions transpire and take a look at the different worlds in that environment and how they interact. You have the ones considering each other's feelings and then you have the very disruptive ones who don't give a shit, they don't care and all they want to do is disrupt everything. Those are the world threes. And in the Graves model, he gives it the color red. So those are the reds of the world. World one is beige, world three is red, and world six is green. So there's also colors assigned to these worlds or to this model. And it's quite fascinating that red, a very hot color, is assigned to the world three. And then green, as in green piece, is also assigned to world six. And the world six doesn't like hierarchy. It doesn't like layers. What the world six wants to do is put everyone on one flat plane. They believe everyone is essentially equal or they want to be treated as equal. Once again, a fantastic ideal. But they don't see that other people live in different worlds. They lack perspective. They lack the perspective of seeing that someone else is coming from a different place or a different world. And they think treating all the other worlds, all the other perspectives, all the other people, treating them the way that they want to be treated is the way to treat everyone. It's not all about ideas. It's not all about thinking. It's not all about action or planning. That's all head stuff. That's all thinking stuff. That's no more where it's at for a six. A six wants to leave that behind. 
The six literally sees that as the problem because that's got nothing to do with belonging and it's got nothing to do with feelings. And this becomes a major detriment to the world six. For all the good intentions of a world six, they just get taken advantage of. They literally get walked over. And when they get walked over, of course they feel bad. And when they feel bad, they are going to react. And one of the biggest things for a six is acceptance. They want to be accepted by whatever group they're around or by whatever group they're in. And they'll do all kinds of things to gain that kind of acceptance. They'll be nice. They'll be passive. They'll even be meek and mild. The thing is, there's not much which is meek and mild about a six. Because a six can be exceptionally vicious. And this might be hard to understand because, of course, you know, sixes are caring and sharing people. (laughs) But only as long as you go along with them. But if you hold a different point of view or a different position to them, they can become extremely militant. If you don't agree with their point of view, they'll simply attack you. Sixes are infamous for attacking those who don't share the same dream. And once a six is drunk on feelings, you can't argue with them. You can't rationalize with them. And you can't convince them of anything other than their own point of view. And they've got a very particular way of dealing with you. It's called political correctness. They label you. They brand you. And effectively, anything that comes from you is not PC. From their point of view, they don't communicate or negotiate. They just ignore you. They shun you. They ostracize, banish, and exile you from anything which they're involved with. Because according to them, you've now gone beyond the pale. You know, you've gone way too far. And the only way that they know how to deal with this is to ignore you. They withdraw all association and essentially have nothing to do with you. And that's what they've done with World 4 and 5. They pretend like they've got nothing to do with World 4 and 5. Because they simply don't like World 4 or 5 ideas. And they effectively marginalize those groups. Super fascinating. The irony in this, they're all about no one being marginalized. But it's the very thing and the very weapon which they use on all the other groups. Because they really believe that they're coming from some sort of superior position. And because this is a strong feeling domain, no evidence can convince them. No matter what the evidence is, the evidence doesn't convince them. Because they are only convinced out of their own feelings. And this is why World 6 has become so ineffectual. Because things like goals and directives and results, they're all part of the doing and the thinking domain. They're not part of a feeling domain. And they definitely don't work on means. In in their world, the ends don't justify the means. So they're not looking at outcome-based things. They're just looking at solving a problem for right now. And that's why most of the humanitarian efforts which have been done around the world, for the most part, they fail dismally. Because they're not addressing the actual need. So they're not addressing the real problem behind the problem. They just see what's on the face. They don't want to look at why the person's in pain. They just see that the person's in pain. They want to relieve the person's pain right now, but they don't see it from the perspective of if we can remove the cause, we take away the symptom. So they very much respond to symptoms. It's a symptomatic response. It's not a causal response because cause and effect is part of thinking. Cause and effect is part of science. For the world six, this is not a good thing. According to the world six, That's where all the problems came from, so they've rejected that. And they're rejecting the very thing which is going to solve their problem. And the six is totally concerned with social concerns. And for the six, this is very much about what's called looking good. The six wants to look good to everyone. They want to be seen as the hero. They want to be seen as the savior. They want to be seen as the one who basically saves the day. And they almost become the poster child for the word irony. Because the irony is the very thing which will solve this problem are the very things which they reject. Those are the very things which they push away. These are the very things that they actually fight against. And what World 6 doesn't see 
is the cost, the cost, what it takes to do what they are doing. But according to World 6, the group will absorb the cost. The group absorbs the cost of what's necessary. And this is almost the introduction of the wealthy state, where we take care of others, we take care of everyone else, we take care of their needs, and it's up to the group to support the wealthy state to take care of those who are in need. From the world's six points of view, there's enough wealth. The wealth is everywhere. The thing is the wealth is held by the world fives and some of the world fours. And what we need to do from a world six point of view is we simply just need to distribute the wealth. We need to take the wealth from those who have actually worked for it and just give it away. Because according to the world six, world four and world five are just greedy bastards. They've just been taking and taking and exploiting and exploiting. And all the world two and the world threes have been suffering. And of course, this will definitely impact world one. And once again, in an ideal world, this is not a bad idea. This actually works. This is a good thing. We are not living in an ideal world. We don't live in this world. We haven't evolved to that stage yet. That stage is centuries away or maybe even eons away. And we've all seen this redistribution of wealth. And it isn't just going around in South Africa. This has gone around globally. This is definitely a challenge which is going around the world. And we've seen these things like affirmative action and BEE and even projects like the RDP. From a sixes point of view, it's all about just redistribute the wealth. And if you redistribute the wealth, all the problems will be solved. <laughs> they don't actually see the problem which they're about to create. For a six, it's ideas and status which separate us. In our hearts, we're all equal. Now, just a side note here. In a way, the six has hit on exactly what is going on. They've actually hit on part of the problem. The thing is, they are not prepared to do what's necessary to make the changes to get to where we want to be. And that's the important part. They lack effectiveness because it's dead right. It's just ideas. It's beliefs which separate us. The whole world has developed in completely different stages and at different phases. And now we've got a mishmash of all of these worlds which have just overlapped each other and the development hasn't occurred within all of these worlds. And the thing is, we are not at an equal pace. We are not at an equal stage of development. And this is part of the problem. And it's not a, it's not a physical development. It's not a biological development. It's an internal structure development. From the sixth perspective, they believe everyone is equal. And this is fantastic. So let's build on this idea quickly. And yes, I'm about to leave feelings and I'm going to build on ideas. If we are all equal, that means we all have equal opportunity. And what I mean by equal opportunity is if we are all humans, we all have the equal ability to develop. We all have the equal ability to grow. We all have the equal ability to progress. We all have the equal ability to move into a society and gain the benefits which a society offers. So even though World 6 has hit the nail on its head, they don't see the nail and they don't see that the ends justify the means. And what that means is they are not willing to do what's necessary. I've already said this fucking thousands of times. Anyway, because the only way that World 6 makes everyone equal, they just take everything which people have worked for and just give it to the people who don't work for it. And the World 6 believes with an appropriate taxation system or a redistribution of income, they really believe that they can solve all the economic problems or they can solve all of the developmental problems. And of course, that thinking is flawed because it doesn't come out of thinking. That's coming out of a feeling. So I'm sure by this point, you can start to really see how this picture is starting to build. You can start to see how this is actually making sense out of the chaos which we are all creating. There's friction and conflict between the different worlds which we live in. There's friction and conflict between the different social structures. There's friction and conflict 
between the different classes. And this is where part of the irony is, because in each class, you'll literally find every race. You'll literally find a representation of every ethnic group. So we literally have empirical evidence, observable evidence. No matter what your background is, you can rise to a level above four and into the world of five and into the world of six. The thing is, world six has a problem with empirical evidence. They have a problem with things which are observable because that's the world of science. That's the world of cause and effect. That's the world of rational thought. That's the world of rational thinking. That's the world of ideas. And essentially, the world six rejects those ideas because, according to them, there's no feeling in this model. There's no feeling in the space. There's, there's no feeling. There's no sensation. Yes, it's true. The realm of science isn't based on that. You know, your television set doesn't have an emotional state. Your smartphone isn't built on candy floss and chewing gum. Your smartphone is only smart because it works to certain laws, because it works based on a particular science. Your smartphone is not emotional about the way you treat it, or what you watch on it, or how you use it, or what you use it for. Your smartphone will just do what you ask because that's what it does. <laughs> I mean, think about this. Imagine that your appliances had an emotional component. You know, your dishwasher gets sort of upset because you've just used the washing machine, or the washing machine gets upset because you use the tumble dryer, or your TV won't turn on because you've been watching your smartphone too long. It gets very upset because you haven't spent enough time with it. <laughs> or imagine if your car got upset because you left it outside overnight. You stick the key in the ignition, turn the key, and it just won't start because, you know, you haven't spoken to it nicely or you just, you didn't wash it last week or anything like that. I mean, if these things were based on emotions, they'd be completely unpredictable. And if any appliance actually worked like that, we wouldn't buy that appliance or we wouldn't even support that kind of manufacturer. If your smartphone was temperamental, you'd get a new smartphone. If your Wi-Fi only worked now and again, you would want a different provider. And this is where you can see the overlap of our thinking. You can see the overlap of how we want some of the benefits of what these things bring us, but we want to reject the very things which they are built on. Humans are not as smart as we think we are. And the irony is the healthy six can see this perspective. The healthy six agrees with this perspective. And the healthy six can see this failing. And the healthy six does bring harmony and peace. This is a good thing when it's healthy quick message to the sixes out there. If you're all about collaboration and cooperation, why is it so difficult for a six to collaborate and cooperate or just see someone else's point of view? Just a thought. So for the six, the six needs to move to a whole new idea of relationships. We need to move to a whole new idea of collaborating and cooperating. The six desperately needs to collaborate and cooperate with the fives and the fours. But what the six does, the six skips over four and five. And they skip over the harsher realities of reality because they are overly permissive and out of touch with harsher realities. I'll say that once again. The six, and definitely the unhealthy six, is overly permissive and accepting of extremely bad behavior. And because a six skips over five and four, and they look at the three, two, and the one, what they do is they feel that the three just needs to be taken to lunch. What they don't realize is that when they take the three to lunch, the three has the six for lunch. The three sees the six as prey. The three does not see the six as a savior. The six thinks that they are the savior. They think that they are the savior of the three. They think that they are the savior of the three, the two, and the one. And the way that they need to save the three, two, and the one is by redistributing what the fours and the fives have created. 
So they literally want to take, they want to thieve, they become the thief of society and culture. The very thing which they are trying to preserve is the very thing that they'll steal from. And what they don't see, they've become a very refined kind of three. Their stealing, their thieving, and their lack of execution, their passivity, has literally become the brand new poison. It's almost as a strange example, as opposed to taking meat down to the lions to feed the lions, they offer themselves up as the food for the lions. And the lions will take them. I mean, the lions won't necessarily care. They'll just see them as food. A hungry lion or a hungry tiger will take whatever food is available to it. So if the food is brought to them and it's distributed to them, they'll take it. Remember, they will actually sacrifice themselves. And they don't see how they sacrifice themselves to the benefit of the three. They say that the rain falls equally on the just and the unjust. And World 6 thinks that they are very just. They are very, very high up on the totem pole. They are definitely the superior human being. And if the rain falls on the just and the unjust equally, the thing is, the rain falls on the just more than it falls on the unjust because the unjust has stolen the just's umbrella. Because the unjust simply sees that the just has an umbrella and they want it and they take it now and suddenly the just, the one who actually has the umbrella or had the umbrella, no longer has it because the world three has taken it from them. And the world three feels completely justified to do this. And the world six will sacrifice themselves by saying, no, that's fine. It's totally okay. I'm very sure that, you know, they need it more than I do and they can take my umbrella. And what they don't see is that they're doing it to their detriment and they're actually not supporting the world three completely unconsciously supporting the very behavior which they are trying to run away from. By allowing the world three to do whatever it wants, they are literally feeding the monster which will eat them whole. Threes are not interested in learning how to fish. All they do is take the fish from those who have already been fishing. By allowing the world three to take anyone's umbrella, they are just constantly sending the signal to the world three that they can do whatever they want. And they will. They won't stop. It's what they do. It's the way they work. For the six trying to take the world three to lunch and the three having the six for lunch, for the six that's totally acceptable because obviously they need it more. And this is where there's more complexity because the six will only have that opinion if it's happening to another six. If it's happening to them, remember this doesn't make them feel good. And the moment that it's happening to them, they'll respond in a completely different way. Now it's not okay for that to happen to them. As long as it's happening to someone else, as long as it's happening to something else out there, Remember, the six deals with the close group. If it's out there, they're fine. But if that injustice is on their doorstep, now it's a completely different ballgame. And keep in mind, world six literally thinks that they are the most superior. And they believe that nothing exists beyond them. Because for them, this is the ultimate stage of evolution. And they think that all you need to do to solve all of these problems is just raise everyone up. Take them out of the situations of poverty. Take them out of the, the harsh realities of their world. And all you need to do is just give them more opportunity. If you give them more opportunity, they'll literally, they'll just raise themselves up automatically. And, <laughs> and this is what exposes the naivete of World 6. The unhealthy or the deficient or immature World 6 is simply naive. And paradoxically, the immature and the healthy World 6 is actually onto something. So there is benefit to be derived here. But currently, we don't see the benefits. We are not seeing the manifestation of the healthy or mature 6 and definitely not a healthy or mature three, because there are literally too few of these to manage each world's problems. The naive six thinks that if you just distribute the wealth down to the threes, the threes will automatically stop being threes, and they will move into world four. 
The thing is, they also look at World 4 and they think that World 4 is bad and wrong because World 4 is all about rules and it's all about right and wrong and it's all about thinking. So that's not a world that they want the World 3 to move into. And at the level of World 5, World 6 thinks that the World 5 is all about exploitation. So they don't want the 3 to move into the 5 either. They just suddenly want the World 3 to leap from World 3 to World 6. The thing is, if they do that, they are going to be deficient all the way through because we need to go through all of these worlds. We need to go through all of those stages of development to get to those next stages. Remember the picture of a building? If we are going to build a multi-story building, we need to have the foundation set. And then the next level needs to be built well and be made out of a good, strong material. And as we build the next floor, the same rule applies. We need to build the next floor out of good, strong material. And we need to allow that to set. If you don't wait for concrete to set and you put weight on top of it, whatever you put on top of it is going to sink. That same idea applies to our development. We need to spend time within each world so that that world sets in, so that we get the benefits and the detriments of each world, so that when we move into the next world, we can take that benefit with us. And right up until now, I've still only been talking about first tier. And remember, first tier are unaware of all the other tiers, and they are unaware of all the other worlds. They only operate from one perspective. So when six believes that they're the top of the totem pole, they are the highest point of evolution, anything above them is inconceivable. They don't perceive that there's something above them. And when they look and see that there are things above them, they don't see the levels which go beyond them. They actually see levels which are below them. So when a six looks at what's called world seven, they don't see world seven. What they see is world three. They don't see the next level. They see red. And this is called the pre-trance fallacy. What that means, pre-trance, so in other words, before you transform, so pre as in before, and trance as in going beyond, this is a pre-transformational fallacy. Before they transform from tier one to tier two, or before they move from world six to world seven, they can't perceive or they don't believe that anything else could even exist beyond them. And if you mention this to a pure world six, <laughs> they'll just get upset and they marginalize you. They literally think that you are criminal and insane. Because six is more interested in, let's say, make love, not war, they are not interested in productivity. Production isn't necessarily the biggest thing. It's not, the, it's not at the top of the list for a six. It's more about just getting together and making sure that everyone is okay. So in getting together, we're not actually going to get anything done. Now, this is important. This part is absolutely crucial to where we are going. Quick question. Do you really think that it's possible to turn your life around in just three evenings and a day? For me, the answer is a resounding yes. Yes, it is possible to turn your life around in just three evenings and one day. Breakthrough is a simple three-step self-mastery program presented by the Be Limitless Group. If you'd like to know more, visit their website at belimitless, that is B-E, limitless.co.za. Send us your questions, give us a phone call, or just send us an email. If you want to send us an email, send emails to limitless at belimitless.co.za. This has been a Breakthrough Radio production with your host, Andrew Mayer. Thank you for your time, and I'll catch you in the next episode.